Welcome to the Obstructed View podcast. Hey up, pal, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, are you? Yeah, it's quite nice to have the January transfer window closed now, I think. Very mental, this one, obviously not. No, I'm only joking. The well, mental it was quite busy for Sheffield Wednesday, to be fair, compared to yeah. all the clubs. Um, I suppose so. At the last minute, actually, to be fair. So, yeah, this episode's mainly going to be about the transfer window. We're going to look back a little bit on Watford, forward to Huddersfield at the end. And we're also just going to have a general transfer window section at the end about the Premier League and Football League. So, should be interesting for any football fan the last bit anyway. Um, yeah, so... What were your thoughts on the draw with Watford? Um, yeah, we'll obviously quickly touch on it, but a game that they should have won. I think Watford have been in good form. They're not; they've been unbeaten away from home. I think the, the interesting stat before the game, which is ironic for the for, for the result nil nil, was that Watford have not um, have not failed to score against a team for like thirteen, fifteen games. But yeah. it's the same in terms of conceding. So I said before the game, obviously it's going to be nil nil. Not thinking it was going to be. And, <laughs> and what, what do you get? You get a, t- a team that's conceding and scoring every game, and they draw nil nil. But um, yeah, Watford had a, a, a decent championship side. They've had a poor start, but they have since I think November. They've a bit of an upturn in form, um, and recently been a little bit better. But I thought they were poor on the day. Um, I thought they were there for the take and they were giving the ball away a lot and it's probably d- decent at the back decent build up to that final third probably yeah. my overall thoughts and every time we got near that final third that's when we seemed to pick the wrong pass or shot wasn't or like the, the attempt wasn't really good enough obviously there was, there was a couple of unlucky moments as well so like it was all bad but I just thought we played well it was just up to that end point where we 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 need we need that bit more quality sometimes probably and, and we do get it sometimes but it's not there enough yeah so but, but, I was it, but... Watching it uh, from like I on iPad I was busy doing stuff and I can't really remember like loads happening like you know when you're just half watching the game I think oh there was yeah. a shot there there was a shot there <laughs> well <laughs> for, first half it was more there was a a banning attempt from quite far out decent save but a save that keeper should make but the main yeah. the main one of the first half was the the upbo chance where he hits it onto the bar. Uh, sorry, bar post, like inside post. It could have easily like another inch and it, it goes posting in, but it bounces straight off. Yeah. Um to Masaba, probably just in between penalty and six yard box, heads it down, but just heads it straight down to the keeper who makes a save and then they clear it. And then that was probably the main we had a couple of like, half chances half and chances. good position good positions, but they were the two sort of main ones. And then second half it's the um, I think it was Bernard, the Bernard. Yeah, well, it's like a no, it's like a volley. Um, volley. Bannon, um, free kick into the box. It goes back post. He's slide, sliding in, like sliding in on the volley, and keeper kind of gets a lucky. Doesn't know anything about it. Gets a lucky save, but it, it somehow goes through his legs and he just stops it on the line. And a lot of when a lot of players and fans were appealing, but they've got the watch. And I think even from where I was, I could tell it. It looked over, but not. Prop, like not fully over, if you know what I mean. Like the yeah. whole whole of the ball wasn't, and we're in goal line technology anyway. So you trust it's right, and from the replays you can tell it wasn't over. And then again, a couple of half chances at the end, um, headers and a couple of shots, one from Wilkes at the end. But yeah, in, what, in fairness, what, I've had a few chances as well. Yeah, one or two, but overall it was. I think Watford take the point happily. 
after that, after they didn't play very well, uh, the manager blamed it on the pitch. But I mean, the pitch isn't in good condition, but you, you know, can't no, be blaming a, a bad performance on the on the pitch every time. But it, yeah, it, it was two points dropped for me on the basis of the game. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah, when probably, probably the probably the better team out of the two and out of the two. Yeah, if anyone deserved to win, it was us. If anyone yeah. was going to get three points, so Watford were. Um, I, the only thing I would say is how they didn't get um, I forgot his name. One of their defenders really should have got a second yellow card as Pollock. well. Was it yeah, Pollock. That was it. He got a he got a yellow card. I think it was like seventy odd minutes. Yeah, probably five minutes later. Pretty much the same tackle on the same side. Just you know takes out. I forgot who he, he took out. Would have probably been Johnson or someone on that left hand side. And the referee just bottles it. And what happens as soon as the ball goes out of play, he gets took off because the manager knows. The yeah. manager knows he should have got sent off. Classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. So you should have got sent off. I'm, I'm going to take you off before yes. you get sent off. Yeah, yeah anything else you get sent off. But, yeah. yeah, referee poor again, but it wasn't the referee's fault that we missed his chances at the end of the day. We should have won that game. Should have won it, but like we've said in a few of the episodes, don't lose it if you're not going to win it. Yeah, um, yeah. There's been a few of them games where we we maybe lost lost, lost one nil and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Watford were poor, so it's just, it's more frustration out of that than than anything else, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So we move on really, and your mate Darren Moore, still <laughs> fans were calling him Darren Draw at the end, has been sacked yeah. by Huddersfield yeah. Town. Darren Draw. <laughs> yeah. Um. What do you think about Darren Moore getting sacked? Inevitable. Uh, they could have just waited because they one more game. Come on, <laughs> five o'clock on Saturday. If we've got if we've got three points, I'd have got it. I'd have definitely understood it if if we go there on well, tomorrow now, innit? So if we go there tomorrow and we get three points, then you would hundred percent understand that sacking, wouldn't you? But I don't know. The results haven't been great. I do think it was it's an hard job at the minute. The Huddersfield job. I think you know Warnock did. Do miracles from last year. Yeah, they should have gone down last year, really. Would would they be in a position, better position, if they kept one up? Probably, but that squad's not a great squad. Um, Not that ours is any better, but you know, it's not a a very. They've not really added to it too much in terms of quality, and they've struggled last year. Um, I think his downfall has been, yeah, they've not lost a lot, but yeah, they've like you said, Darren Draw, it's three wins out of what twenty three or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, not. I think one or two more wins, and they were unlucky, obviously, against QPR, we last minute, weren't they? But one or two more wins, and he probably keeps him himself in a job. But that is what it is. I don't think the fans were too happy either by the looks of it. Yeah, I was speaking to Huddersfield fan, and they were telling me that he um, Darren Draw and he uh, snatches draws from the jaws of victory. So almost like they all <laughs> they all thought by the end he preferred drawing than winning. So I mean, I look at their squad, and I, I, I'm obviously I'm an Everton fan, and I, I do know quite a lot of the players have played most of the Championship teams, at least probably half a team most of the time. I look through Huddersfield's team, honestly. Tom Lee's. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and, he, and he's passed it. Let's be completely Hel- honest. Helicking. Yeah, it, it's all the there, it's all it? the players that were probably good around Pop, that era. Jonathan Fogg. Uh, yeah, it's like players that were good three or four or five, maybe even more years ago. Sarah Thomas. Yeah, it's like they're not a terrible squad, but like the, at the end of the day, they 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 are where they are because of the quality of the squad, not because of the managers. I don't think Darren Moore is a fantastic Championship manager. I don't think it's. I get why they appointed him, but I don't think it's um, and it's obviously from I'm, I don't I don't know the ins and outs, but I don't think it's I think whoever gets the job is going to have to struggle with them unless investments there. Yeah, so 
But they could have waited one more game just for that. Well, that's it now. Wednesday going into this now against the Huddersfield. They're still managerless, aren't they? They haven't, they haven't appointed anybody. Yes, they've not even seen any rumours, to be fair. I think I just no. don't know. I think the only hard, the hard, the only hard thing is you don't know, because they've got caretakers. What, what, you know, they obviously had a style under that under Darren, regardless of what that style was, and um, now you know shape and that. Who's who's mm-hmm. going to play, and what formation, and how the approach to the game is completely out the window, isn't it? For for us, I think for some ways with Wednesday, the way they do play, the high press and everything, it's it might be a good thing because it's hard to play against a team who's not really got a system or a style of play when another team's drilled so much like Wednesday are. So. I think I'd be putting Wednesday on the accumulator this weekend. Uh, it should be good value. And uh, to be fair, Huddersfield are a bit all overall, just generally, aren't they? To be fair, um, managers have been sacked. Staff have gone as well. Staff have gone. The staff have gone, yeah. I don't think the fans are very happy with the owner now. Um, hopefully, for Wednesday, can do a little bit better. Uh, do you want to give a prediction for it? Yeah, we may. Well, seeing as we're on the subjects, we'll get that over. Um, well, it's a must win. I think it's for Huddersfield, it's a must not lose. Yeah. Obviously, which um, they've done a lot of draws, but actually, to, to be actually to be fair, they could probably do at least a draw <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> um, for once. Uh, but yeah, it's a must not. It's a must win for us and a must not lose for them. Um, I'll. I, I think it's going to be a close, low scoring game. I think it's be two nervous teams who don't want to lose. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go one nil. One nil Wednesday second half winner. Yeah, and that's probably more than likely. One goal probably will. I think one goal. I think one goal wins. I mean, whether there's more goals in it, but I think one goal wins it. I don't think it's a someone you know two or three niller sort of thing. If others will get it, they'll sit in. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, and and hope for uh, anything. Uh, QPR play Blackburn. We've made a few signings, so I can't see uh, QPR beating Blackburn away. So if Wednesday could get three points, they. It could be looking promising, you know. Yeah, well, it's a must win. These games we've got Rotherham away at the start of March as well, and Birmingham. Obviously, there's Leicester putting all between that, which is going to be really hard. But these are the games that, if we are going to stay up, then you've got to win or not lose. For sure. Yeah, well, Wednesday fans will be going through Penis on the way to Huddersfield, to where we used to live, um, <laughs> and hopefully they can get three points at the, I don't know what stadium it is called now, what's it called now, John Smith, is it? No, I, used, I remember back in day, McAlpine. McAlpine. <laughs> Gal Farm. Um, Gal Farm. Yeah, John Smith's it's been. Oh, what is it at the minute? I don't know what it's called. Let me find out, I'm going to find out. <laughs> the uh, It'll be the Builder Stadium, aren't it? I don't know, some bloody, something like that. Oh, is John Smith now? Is it? Or, or um, Kirkley's, known as the John Smith Stadium, due to oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's John Council, Smith. It? Yeah, it's Kirkley's own bit, but uh, yeah, John Smith. It's just John Smith again. Yeah, it's okay. Background full circle. Wednesday, I visit the John Smith Stadium tomorrow <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> it's a weird that, ground that one you used to go didn't you I remember you used to yeah, go yeah quite a bit uh, my dad like he'd always take us to local games Barnsley Huddersfield yeah. Um, yeah went there a lot actually um, weird ground yeah <laughs> cheap so tickets <laughs> yeah so it was just a weird setup all around I feel when I go there I've been, a couple, been about three or four times on the way and yeah um, it's a funny one now because they don't give you all the way end anymore do they like half, half yeah they try to get a bit of atmosphere on, on the other side of the ground don't they yeah. even though they've got a, one massive stand behind goal they don't use really I don't spend it, like, you've literally got a cop and it's a, quite a big and it's two tiered but it's a big one and they just don't utilise it they what they did wrong with that ground is they should have made that one one tier yeah goal but I'm not an architect so no. oh <laughs> the one that the um, away fans are on should have been a little bit bigger and 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just well, the I've... reason the reason they don't use that stand for the home fans is for the police. Do you know because where the coaches park? Yeah, uh, that's right behind. That's all they they wanted that to be the cop. I think that was the idea. But it is a strange ground. Uh, it's, it's not, not, it's, it's, not it's a it's a bad ground. I just find it very strange when they go. That's it's like one. Bolton were in, it was the improved version of it, wasn't it? The Reebok. It's a smaller yeah. version of Bolton, yeah. It's the same way. architect, yeah. yeah. Um, right, so on to Wednesday's dramatic deadline day. So Danny Real, after the Watford game, didn't look too... Too um, happy, did he? He didn't look very happy. He didn't <laughs> seem very confident signing any players. Um, and Wednesday's had quite a day, actually, compared to most clubs in the Football League. Um, we'll go first about the disappointment. I, don't, well, I guess it's a disappointment. Mr Maguire from Orlando... So, um, what I know about it is he was in a hotel in the Peak District, Netheredge, Mercure, sat waiting for a medical, was he? I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what he was doing there. I think, I think I think he. I think the original plan the night before was, when he got on the plane, was probably go to Blackburn. And then yeah. while he was on the plane, the deal collapsed. I think it was because the one that's gone to Palace from Blackburn... There was a bit of a sticking point there, so they obviously with that deal not going through, they can't afford to pay the yeah, they can't afford the Orlando to pay Orlando whatever they're paying him and that sort of stuff. So the deal kind of stalled slash we're off for a bit. So I think the only suit was on the table at that point then were Wednesday. So it made more sense for him to when he landed to come to Sheffield. Um, but yeah. we we'd not agreed a deal with Orlando at any point in any of it by the sounds of it. So it was more like I'm waiting till the club. Orlando gives him the green light to go and have a medical or talk to Wednesday but until that gets given he's just stood around waiting and then I think oh, while he was at that <laughs> at that hotel uh, which in Sheffield then he got then Blackburn that deal went through to Palace um, yeah. for that player so then they, they were like right, it's back on Early green light way. back over to Blackburn and um, I think he'd have got I think if not, none of that had happened I think he'd have just gone to Blackburn anyway I don't think he'd have yeah. even been in Sheffield at any point I don't think at any point we even we were obviously interested in negotiations, but we—I don't think we have actually got a deal sorted. Well, I think it was quite interested actually because he actually—he's actually signed for Blackburn on loan. He's going to sign for him, but it's seven hundred grand initially on loan, isn't it? In it, yeah. So there's a big loan fee that in it. Wednesday were probably looking to loan the guy, really, weren't they? If they were, I think it'd have been a similar him. similar deal. But but the only thing that so obviously he, he may be brilliant, he he may not be brilliant. Time will tell. So I don't want to sit here and say I'm. Glad we've missed out on him. I'm not glad we've missed out on him because you just don't know. One thing I did know is we needed a striker, and he were on his striker. We ended up we couldn't be we were, we were linked with, and, and we weren't linked to any other number nine as well. We at all. Um, so, well, I'm all over Twitter, and I I, I don't know much about uh, MLS, but I was looking at this guy who watches all MLS stuff, and he was saying that um, he's not played much at all. He's like a breakthrough player, yeah. really. So it is. I suppose it's only a loan, maybe to start with, but it is a bit of a gamble still. He, he might not be up to this standard, and maybe he's thinking that himself. You know, get a big contract over here, and you know, money in bank. But I don't know. But it could turn out to be a good player. Yeah, well, so he might be brilliant, and we'll we'll see in the next month or so, won't we? Whether he does anything or not. And we've we've got him third to last game at season away, so we'll sure will get a few probably booze. <laughs> but I feel like the money was, was was if he signs for Blackburn, Blackburn's got a, it's a big deal for a, a signing like that. Um, I know they could probably afford it with the, the money that they're getting in. They've sold a couple of players and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's probably easy for them to pay. But I do believe, 
I just don't know where this money. If we were willing to pay that money or negotiating to from. pay, look, whether it were millions or whether it were a loan fee with an option to buy if we stay up and all that stuff, regardless of that West and how much it was, clearly the, the the money's there. So why was that? I just don't. My 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 argument is or my frustration is where. Why did we not have some other players lined up where we were spending that or putting that sort of money into? I'm not not saying it's easy to do, but they're out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there's like mate, like Coventry going and getting Mason Clark. Um, I know he's gone back on loan to Peter, but but there's players in and around EFL or even Plymouth, abroad. Um, uh, Adam Forshaw. Yeah, for, just, free transfer. There's players there, and we're, we're the strikers out there as well as him. So it's like we put all his eggs into one basket and just got beat by a club that's clearly getting some injection of cash from a transfer that's always going to beat us to it. If we yeah. offer if we offer one point two, they're going to offer one point three, and so on and so on because they've got the money to do it if they really want him. But yeah, I mean, time will tell whether that were a um, a, a bullet dodged or whether it were uh, one of those that we've missed out on and we'll regret it. But I just I'm more frustrated about the if we're willing to spend that money, well, why did we just not try it for other players? I think the problem that obviously Wednesday's got is, is that's a position Wednesday needed to to strengthen, though, isn't it? Really central, yeah. central midfield. Yeah, number nine. Yeah, um, number nine. And um, they've they tra- they've offloaded George Byers to Blackpool, so we'll go on to that next. Were you surprised by that? Are you just expected that, or you expect could they to do? You it? expect well, I'd rather Hendrick go back. Sent by bad. I think that I think the Hendrick one clearly is something that Newcastle are unwilling to do. By the looks of it, because um, it needs Newcastle to agree to have him back, and I don't yes. think they want him back. I so... saw about Newcastle all the day actually, and uh, it, that was something about they've got too many bodies, not not squad, not not squad numbers. They've mm. got just too many players at the training ground. So I, I guess for them, they'd probably rather maybe they know he's going to leave in summer. Leave that contract, yeah. Well, whatever we're paying percentage-wise, leave him there. They're paying that. We don't want him back. I think we put. I reckon we've we've talked about it to him, and they've, they've rejected that. So he's obviously got to stay. Um, I don't know. Buyers. Everyone loves buyers. Obviously, you've probably seen it on Twitter. The yeah. farewells and all that sort of stuff. But he's had his chances this season, and he's not quite been the George Buyers as as he was last year. I know it's a step up in 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 league. Um, or whether it's the type of position that Danny's been playing him in mm-hmm. doesn't suit him as much as what it did last year. But he's not put it in as much as what we probably hoped and thought he would do in Championship. So I, I don't think he's going to play unless we're really sure. So I'm not too I'm bothered because I like him and he's done really well for us. But I'm not too bothered in the grand scheme of things of which George Byers keep us up because he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not been playing recently. And B, when he has played, he's not been fantastic. This yeah. Year. But I think, I, I'm I think a bit upset. Often with that kind of thing as well, when the players are going, has he gone permanent or on loan? And Just on contract? loan and he's out of contract at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah. He's leaving. Um, it, it often says a lot about the teams who are interested in the player. And it was Blackpool and Portsmouth with possibly ba- Rotherham. Barnsley so, as well. I think Barnsley. Right, a little yeah. bit, yeah. They're all League One kind of area clubs, aren't they, for, for him? So it says a lot, really, I think, most of the time, <clears throat> to be fair. Um, right, we'll move on to the signings. Wednesday did actually make two signings. One I've heard of, the other one I've not heard of too much, but there's loads of people with the same name, Pedersen. Uh, so I might have seen him and not even realised, to be honest. But um, yeah, Wednesday have signed Ian Carlo Paveda Ocampo. I love that his first name's Ian. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest name ever. It's like what like what a scouser would call like just like yeah. you know, think, put it on an end of a name. I think he's Colombian but raised in this country, isn't he? 
It's known as Ian Pervader, isn't it? So, yeah. it's five foot six, 23 years old, born in London, youth. He played for loads of clubs in his youth. Yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal, Barcelona, Brentford and Man City. <laughs> which is a, not a bad youth. Not a bad CV, it. that is it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't play any games for City, but then was signed for Leeds' undisclosed fee. Went on loan, uh, played 25 games for Leeds, then had loans at Blackburn and Blackpool, where he's obviously played a little bit. I don't know how long he was at Blackburn for. That was 10 appearances, Blackpool 26. Um, and he scored three goals in 26 appearances for Blackpool. So, first tile winger who can play as a false nine or either side. Um, nimble, fleet-footed, trickery and an eye for goal. Raheem Sterling was a big influence when he was at City. I think he's been signed to give competition for Masaba and Gassama and or that sort of position. And he gets clearly. And Masaba, um, as much as he went really close, in fact, the one chance I missed out was the keeper pulled off a brilliant save from Masaba actually against oh, the yeah, Watford keeper. Yeah. It was a great save, that one. But I think, uh, other than that, Masaba did have a poor game and he has been a bit poor recently. Mm-hmm. Not that he's been terrible, but he has been. The what out of the two, Gassama's been head and shoulders above him in terms of performances. So I think. I won't be surprised if you see, maybe not tomorrow, but the next game after that, maybe even the cup game, if he's not cup-tied, I think you'd see him come in and Masaba maybe drop out if he performs. But, uh, yeah, need a number nine. Probably not the position I really we're crying out for, but I suppose it's a bit more competition in it at the end of the day and um, see what he can do. I think um, it was Bielsa that signed him for Leeds. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I suppose it gives a chance to change the formation a little bit because if he can play like a false nine attacking midfielder as well, um, yeah. which is obviously a bit struggling in the middle there, they could probably play like a 2-3-1, couldn't they? Do you know, up front kind of thing. Yeah, um, That's another chance so they could play Masabi, Gassama and him maybe. It could, you if, know. Well, if Windas, because Windas went off with a knock again, so you think if you feel if he's going to play and, and uh, behind the striker sort of player, then maybe you know he, he, that's where he slots in now if, if Windas is, is not fit to play as well. But I suppose we um we were we're done a real system and that it's not really set systems either. They're kind of all moving all over the place and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So if he can play left, right, and, and middle, I suppose it's um it kind of suits what he's looking for a little bit. Um, I suppose Wednesday fans are, are happy with that signing. Must be must be happy. I think happy. In. I think it's it's more frustration. I think it goes back to what I said on the last podcast where. Is he coming in and you? I mean, he might be brilliant, and I really hope he is. And if he, you know, puts an hand in keeping us up, then it's been a brilliant signing. But is he? Is he instantly? That's like I said when I talked about. Is he that signing that comes and you go? He comes straight in and he's a you know, good player. He's not really, is he? To be to be completely honest. But I think I think he's a good signing, and we'll we'll see how it goes. To be fair, but I think that goes for both of them. They're not they're not players that are gonna that you instantly. If, you know, you go. Oh my God, I can't believe we've we've pulled that off on deadline day, mm. sort of signing. And I think that's the only probably thing for Wednesday fans that's probably a little bit of a downer. It's, better, yeah. it's good that we signed someone. It's better than what it looks like at five o'clock, isn't it? To be fair, yeah, but we're signing no one. Um, and then we also we got two through the door. But yeah, oh, I mean, I think <laughs> I think he's out of the two. He's the most one that you think. You know, he's the one that maybe can have a bit more effect on the squad than than Pedersen, I suppose, isn't he? He's five foot six, so he's, he's big, <laughs> very, very small. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, Wednesday also signed a full-back, left-back, Christian Pedersen from um, Swansea City, yeah. Danish, age 29. He's had a, He's got a bit of a CV, to be fair to him. Started in Denmark, played for Union Berlin. Birmingham City, 155 appearances, nine goals at Birmingham. I'm guessing that must have been Championship, wasn't it? Um, yeah. 
went on a free then to FC Cologne. Cologne. Um, he didn't really get in the team there, but I think they're Bundesliga or normally Bundesliga. Cologne. Um, and then he's gone on. He's gone then to Swansea City last summer, and he's just got injured by sounds of things. Is, is that what you've got? William? Yeah. I know. I I I didn't really. I actually didn't know he played for Swansea. I just remember him from his Birmingham days. Yeah, I remember him from anything, especially against us. And um, I remember him. He's played left back. I think he can play like left centre back of a three as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a he's a centre half, but if it's, if you play a three, you can play on the left of the three. Yeah. Um, because I don't think he's that. He's not like a typical small left back. I think his height's pretty. He's pretty tall for a left back. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've not seen him loads, and I don't know loads about his career. I just. I just know him from Birmingham, and he's always he's solid, I suppose. Yeah. Um, clearly, that means that Reese James is not in his plans, in it. So it's just I think it's a replacement for Reese James on bench slash um, cover for Marvin Johnson if Johnson out of form or gets an injury. If I'm really honest, I think that's what it is because he don't he don't rate James Reese James obviously. Yeah, I think we asked him. We asked you what 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 positions you wanted, and I think you said right back, and I said left back. Yeah. So I suppose they would have had both if they could have had if they could have had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they were linked to right a right back, weren't they as well? We were linked yeah. to one. I think a foreign foreign one. I think the other um, thing is he's actually linked to Henrik Pedersen as well. I think they crossed paths before the uh, I think, assistant manager. Where was it? At? I think yeah, one of his. Union Berlin, maybe. Yeah, I think he's played for Union Berlin and, and Pedersen and Enric was there at some point. So I think that's where the link comes from. They know how, how Danny probably know, knew about him. He's probably been told by uh, Enric that um, he's available or something like that. I don't know. You know, you know how he oh, goes. He's all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Right. Can, can vouch for him sort of thing. But yeah, I think it's a solid signing again. I don't think he comes straight in. I think Joe Johnson, to be fair, has been playing well. So I think if you're on that left side spot, Johnson's going to keep it. But it is, I suppose it's it's decent cover and it's it's championship experience cover, or maybe he comes in and Johnson plays further up. You you don't really know, do you? But it's um, it's a decent sign. It's just again, it's not one of those that you know excites you, I suppose. But he's one that sometimes needed. Sometimes they're the best ones in the end, though, aren't they? You know, I know he's a left back, but. Well, got good CV in that, and one thing it know. definitely does is it means that if Johnson was to get injured, that he doesn't play for me or left back. Left back, yeah. <laughs> it can it can play Pedersen, so it means that we've got a left back playing at left back rather than a centre back playing at left back. So I suppose Johnson can go forward as well, like you know what I mean. That, that's what I mean. You can always, if you want to, and you can f- play free at the back. You could have Pedersen on the left of a three and. Johnson as a left wing back, or if you're going to go over the four at the back, then you can owe it. And you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it gives you a bit more flexibility, I suppose, because you have got a recognised left back to bring in if, if Johnson's not going to be there for whatever reason. More so. options, anyway. And I, I suppose that's good for any manager. And uh, at least Wednesday have signed some players. I know, um, obviously, Wednesday fans are, are mainly frustrated because obviously you've got to a good position and not really not really spent much, really, I don't think. But um, we don't know what this guy's cost from Leeds, but I don't imagine it's going to be huge amounts. Um, uh, yeah, so there the that's Wednesday's transfer window. We are going to talk more about the transfer window generally in a minute. Um, so final thoughts, Griff. How are you feeling about Uddersfield, um, the signings, and, and Wednesday in general? Uh, ner- nervous about tomorrow because it's it feels a defining sort of game. Not that it it, it ultimately means that we're down or that if we win that we're staying up, but it is a very important game. So I'm a bit nervous about tomorrow. I'm not going, and I'm kind of glad I'm not going. Yeah. I think it's one of them games where you, you do want to be there, but if when you're there, you, you you're shitting it, really, aren't you? And 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 if you lose, it's it's a terrible journey home, even though it's not far. It's not far, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's not a great journey home. But 
Um, yeah, it's a must win. I think I think we can go down there with a bit of confidence and and get a result. But uh, we'll we'll see. I suppose, like I said, I'm still going one nil. Uh, but it's yeah. a must. It's a must win, and then I suppose the game after that's Coventry in it. Um, not a not a really a massive game that anyone's too bothered about. However, there is mm. a an home game against Maidstone to get to quarter final of FA Cup. Yeah, definitely. If, yeah, if we win, I, I do believe. I do think though. The odds are against us at Coventry. It's away from home on Tuesday night. Um, there'll be a lot of effort put into Saturday, win, lose, or draw. So I think you know it's a it's a game that we probably didn't need straight after such a big game. But if we do get a result out of Coventry, then it's a great chance to get to quarterfinals. Technically, one game away from Wembley if you get a decent draw in it. So I don't know if their players uh, will come in a cup tied, but if they're not, they might be able to have a first game. I don't know as well. I suppose. Yeah, I said I don't know whether the cup tied or not. We know that the keeper is, don't we? And yeah. Maybe, It'll be, Ch- it'll be Charles while Dawson still end it. It'll be Pierce Charles again, the young lad in the FA Cup for now. But yeah, well, it's, yeah, big game on Saturday. Don't really care about about Tuesday night. But it, it, if we do win, I would actually be quite pleased just for the fact that Maidstone at home and it's a great chance a non-league team at home to get into quarterfinals at FA Cup. So although it's it's definitely not the most important thing, let's remember that. Yeah, so uh, we'll go into the transfer window now for general transfer window talk. I'll just say, at least Wednesday now, I've got the team that the players know they're there till the end of the season, and it's just everyone sort of it's it's uh, got to start pulling in the right direction now. It's nobody else is coming in, no one's leaving. It's their job to keep Wednesday in championship, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, just to touch on that as well, Danny has said obviously there's a few players that probably wanted to go. I think Gregory was one of them. Obviously, didn't get his move. I think we wanted a bit too much of a loan fee from Derby and. There's probably one over two of us in that mix as well. But he has said in his press conference that um, it doesn't matter now. It's kind of a, you know, we've all got to stick together. And whether you're in squad or not in squad, you're here till end of season. So that's everyone put 100% in, isn't it? Really, that's the, the mentality they've got to have. And we'll see what happens at the end of the season, whether you go or not. Yep, very good. So on to the transfer deadline. That was yesterday. Uh, the window is now closed. So what we've done is we've looked at the Premier League and Championship main moves, really. Um, I'll speak a little bit about the Premier League first because I think that's, that tells a lot of the story to do with why there's not been as much movement. Um, so last season's total spent in January by the Premier League clubs was £815 million, um, And this season it was £92 million total. So that's a massive difference in, mm. in spend. Um, now, obviously, a lot of that we think is to do with what's happened with Everton, with the uh, points deduction for overspending, essentially. Um, whatever you think about that, it does seem to have scared most of the clubs, or at least made them think twice about spending big money. So, um, Chelsea spent a lot of money last January, and Enzo Fernandez cost more than the entire amount spent by Premier League clubs this, this January, last January. So, um, that says a lot. Chelsea spent more than one player last January than the whole Premier League spent this January. So mm. the weirdest thing about it is Crystal Palace are the highest spenders. You never think Crystal Palace would be the highest spenders. Uh, and they've signed a few players, but yeah, I think it was like £35 million total. So it's not like they've spent loads to get to, to be the highest, really. Um, yeah, so on to the main moves. And Griff, you just give me your opinion. on. I'll give you a few at once. And you can just... It, what do you reckon to these to these moves and for these players... So the first one I've got written down is uh, Calvin Phillips and Eric Dyer. So Calvin Phillips has gone to uh, West Ham on loan from Manchester City and Eric Dyer has gone on loan to Bayern Munich with Harry Kane. Well, Eric Dyer's only gone because he wants to go and 
see his mate, doesn't he? Mate, um, <laughs> his good mate, Harry, and um, get on bench and make a few sub appearances and starts in cup, I suppose. But I don't know. I think Tottenham are probably happy to get rid of him, aren't they? To be fair, I think it strikes me as a player who's happy just to be on the bench and just get by and earn his money a little bit Eric Dyer he could have been a good player but we've seen him score that goal at Marseille didn't we yeah oh yeah yeah. free kick wasn't it yeah against um, Russia Russia. yeah yeah he's fallen he had that with Marino he he had a couple of a season or so didn't he decent at centre back and then he's dropped off again but yeah I I think Tottenham will be not too bothered about that's probably why they got rid of him and it's probably just a little we brought a mate over for you Harry to make you a bit happier well, yeah, over in Germany. <laughs> I reckon Calvin Phillips has kind of done it for maybe trying to get in the England squad this summer. He's not really going to play for City, I don't think. It's, it's a move to get in squad, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think last night he um, he passed the ball straight to uh, Dominic Solanke, who scored. So, yeah. a great debut for him. His first touch in a West Ham shirt, I think. I'm sure, so, I'm sure so. It was, first, it was early on, wasn't it? I'm sure I saw it, yeah. someone uh, said it was his first touch. Or at least if it's not, it's one of his first touches. Um, yeah, straight to Solanke, slots it in. <laughs> So the highest the highest spenders was having Spurs in the Premier League with Timo Werner has come on loan from Leipzig. Radu Dragistan from Genoa, twenty six million. Uh, don't know much about him, but it's quite a big money for him. Um, Timo Werner's kind of we, we all know him, and I don't. I'm not. Nobody seems really excited about it. I don't think he's scored yet, has he? <laughs> he no, like done his usual. Gone couple quiet, of, yeah, missed a few opportunities like he normally does. He's got everything but finishing, hasn't he? Really, let's be honest. Yeah, and a little bit on the blades. Ben Berrett and Diaz who seems to have started all right for them. I suppose it's better than what they had, really. Um, Gio Reyna to Forest on loan. And the, the big one, which has probably affected Wednesday of the Championship quite a lot, is Adam Wharton from Blackburn to Palace for £22 million. Do you know much about him? I've seen him play. Or... No. Well, no. I, I mean, I don't even know if he played when we beat him 3-1 at home, if I'm, if I'm honest. But... I remember. No. no a bit, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, when... He's clearly got some because it's a lot of money for a, a young, a young player from Championship. So he he must be all right. Um, and Palace have got good form in getting some young talent from EFL, the SA and all that sort of stuff, aren't they? So yeah, um, yeah. I, I I genuinely don't know too much about him, albeit my team's in the same league as theirs. But he can't be that bad if they signed him for that much money. But it's one of those. I think he's got to maybe take him a year at least. These next six months to to a year to settle down, I suppose. In yeah, Palace just seem really good at signing players just to keep them exactly where they are and then <laughs> yeah. sell, sell them for massive amounts of money. Head above, <laughs> head above water sort of players they've got. Yeah. There, it? The biggest move yesterday was Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari. Um, <laughs> everyone... They put it on deadline day thing, didn't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he wrap until twenty twenty five? I know he's still got a season. Um, it's like uh, what they've done is they've signed him, but they've loaned him back to Mercedes. To, to Mercedes. <laughs> I don't think done. it's crap bit Formula One when they're driving around and you think they're not going to be there next year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, oh well, no man. Um, so championship now. Um, I know a little bit about this one because I looked into it because I thought it was interesting. Uh, this this guy's career. Ali Al Hamadi, Ipswich Town, three million from Wimbledon. Um, Ali was a refugee in Iraq in two thousand and three. He was a baby. His dad had gone to jail for protesting against Saddam Hussein. His mother fled with him to Jordan and they ended up in Toxteth in Liverpool, Merseyside, which is pretty, pretty nice area of Liverpool, shall we say. Um, not so nice. Um, and he ended up starting with Tranmere Rovers Academy, worked his way through the, uh, the system and everything, ended up at Wimbledon. And now he's got his big money move to Ipswich. So 
it's quite a story that if he goes on to be a big player in football, he plays for Iraq's national team, I think. And have you still got to play Ipswich, Griff? Away, unfortunately, away, which is one of the harder games. Mm-hmm. Them and Leicester, the two hard games we've really yeah, well, ones that you probably don't expect a lot from they've also signed Kiefer Moore on loan from Bournemouth which I think is a fantastic signing for any championship side that yeah. Kiefer yeah. Moore's got it, got it in the bag I think he's a bit like um, Michael Smith for Sheffield Wednesday if they if they loaned him to a League One club he's, everyone's happy with it's that like signing. it's like guaranteed goals in a certain league exactly. isn't it? Like, yeah yeah so they've got two more strikers it switched so that might not be good for Leeds or whoever's around them because they really seem to be pushing on um, a few of the championship transfers that's happened over the month. Luke Ayling on loan to Borough. Nat Phillips on loan to Cardiff. I think that's a fairly solid championship defender. Jaffet Tangit Gangana to Millwall on loan from Spurs. Adam Forshaw has signed for Plymouth on a free on the permanent from Norwich. Did he used to play for Blade? Because he was Everton Academy player, Adam Forshaw. I'm not sure. I think he sure. played for Blades. I'm sure he did. Mm, I'm not sure. Pritchard yeah. went from Sunderland, didn't he, to Birmingham. Pritchard, yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Um, Decent championship player. David Brooks has gone to Southampton on loan from Bournemouth. He's a good player. He obviously had that... Um, did he have cancer, I think, David Brooks? Some type, some form of, I believe, yeah. He's um, come back from that. He's come back. So I think Bournemouth are just loaning him out, see if he does anything, obviously, hoping that he gets his bit of form back to like he was, and then they've got I don't know if you know anything about these two. Leo Held from Leeds to Sunderland on loan. Andreas no. Ryman's a common name in the championship. Jeez, it's like he never goes away from championship, just forever. Other than his couple of games for Villa in Premier League, he just flits around from team to team in championship. He has been, he has been at Bristol City for quite a while, to be fair. Though. The biggest name, really, to leave has been Carlos Alcaraz. He's gone from Southampton to Juventus. Yeah. On loan, so. yeah. I think there was uh, Patrick Roberts, Burnley to Leeds as well. which was good. I think that's the reason why we got... Because they got... Him, Matt's got him down in uh, the deadline day. It was a deadline day, and I think that's why we got the player that we got from Leeds. Um, because it was like a we're getting one in, we can ship one out. Yeah, so just to deadline day moves, Premier League Rodrigo Ribeiro from Sporting to Forest. Don't know anything about him to be honest. Morgan Rogers, Borough to Villa. Do you know anything about him? No, I just know he scored. I think when the Borough beat Chelsea in first leg at home, I think he was the one, he was the one that got the goal, yeah. Yeah, Mason Holgate's loan at Southampton <laughs> terminated, uh, sent to Sheffield United on loan. Did uh, he? He's a game did, at Southampton. I know, it's strange that. It is strange how he went to Southampton, couldn't get a game. And um, I, I just, I, not, 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 it's not that I'm not surpri- surprised he's gone to United. I'm just surprised he went to Southampton in Championship and couldn't get a game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, he's, he's always had a bit of a sort of an ego on his head and that. So I don't know whether maybe attitude thing with him a bit, but. Um, you would have thought he'd have got game time in the championship for any team, really. You know, Leeds, Southampton, Leicester, even maybe. But um... and I'm surprised that you've let him go to the. Not that obviously you mm. want him, but I thought of all the teams for him to go to. I think you know. I'm not saying that United are going to catch you, but um, this potential you never know, do you? And he's, he could help them. Well, a lot of the Everton fans are saying that they've done it on purpose to relegate them, but. Um... <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's that cynical, like, to be fair. But, um, yeah, he seems to be one of these players who had a lot of promise, gave a five-year contract, and then he just seems to have done nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, still on big wages as well, 60 grand a week. So, hopefully, Sheffield United are paying is he, that. Is it a contract end of season? Now, one more year, I think. So one more year after, so it'll be a loan next year. Hopefully, another loan, Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> championship. <laughs> championship. Yeah. <laughs> 
the last minute deal was Amado Brozier in the Premier League to Fulham on loan. Yeah, that was a touted all day. What, there were there were them rumours going around that if someone wants to buy him, you have to pay fifty million for him, which is mental. Yeah, genuinely, I saw it. Um, if because I think there were like, some clubs were inquiring him permanent. I think Fulham was one of them, and I think there were one or two of us. And um, Chelsea, obviously, because the um, profit and sustainability, they, they like getting rid of the academy players, don't yeah, they? Because yeah, it's yeah. Um, profit. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Best way to uh, keep your head above water. Um, so he's one of them players that I think they're willing to sell, but the price on his head is fifty million if you want to buy him, which I find mental for someone that had half a decent season with Southampton. That's about it, and they still got relegated anyway. Chelsea decided to buy players for stupid money and now they're asking for stupid money for their own players. So. £50 million gets you someone who's not even got that many goals. Whoever's got the job at player valuations at Chelsea and he's, uh, and he's <laughs> attacking, I'll tell you that right. Yeah. About £60 million for Mudrick or something, isn't it? Oh. But I think, I think it's probably a decent one for, uh, Fulham. for Fulham, yeah. I think if you get him on loan as well, they're probably paying all these wages, but this Premier League team with a bit of money in it. So I think... Um, I think it's that's it's not like it's a great signing, but I think it's a decent signing for Fulham. If we could so, afford a player like that, we probably would have gone from Everton, you know. Um that I think would have been, been, would have been a good signing for you, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Especially with a bit of legs. He's got a, a bit a bit young. It's a bit of a different profile up front. Yeah. yeah. He does play in different positions slightly as well, but yeah. he doesn't seem to score as many as you'd think. That's the only thing with him. But we'll see how he does at Fulham. Um yeah. an, an announcement yesterday was about uh, Swedish prodigy Lucas Bergvall chooses Spurs over Barcelona. It's yeah. a transfer. But since when has a Swedish prodigy gone and thinks Tottenham Hotspur? That's where I want to go. So I was, watch, I was watching Sky Sports News this morning and I think one of the things that was said was he it was over a chat with Postacoglu that he decided. Right. So I don't know what he said to him. Um, You're going to apply, mate. <laughs> he definitely said mate a few times in the conversation. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> 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 this, we're just, just going to play on halfway line don't worry you've got loads of chances um, come here mate <laughs> um, it is what it is mate stop doing that Cliff. Um, <laughs> but yeah I think I don't know I mean I don't know if it's a decent signing or not but you clearly can't be that bad when if Barca are after you and you've got, a, about, and you've got a choice sometimes you hear about these players like Odegaard I think didn't you and yeah. that, but they normally go to Real Madrid Barcelona do you know when they that get asked but I think it's maybe this whole Super League business and that Barcelona are really struggling and Real Madrid to spend the money the Premier League team can spend. I'm, I'm, they'll have offered him a decent amount of money, Tottenham, I imagine. It, it, it could also be down to, like you said, if it's money, it could be down to wages, couldn't it? it yeah. It might Gavin be the, a bit of money. Um, Barcelona, we've well documented, you know, trying to save money at the minute and they've offered X amount and Tottenham can offer more because they've at the moment I believe that Tottenham have, will have more money than Barcelona which is mental to think but it's true probably for youth players anyway definitely yeah. you know like um, academy players and stuff yeah. um, so deadline day EFL um, we've gone over some of these so I'll skip them um, thinking that I, I don't really know too many of these but pick out the main ones Isaac Hayden from Newcastle's QPR seems like a good signing uh, your rivals QPR at the moment. Yeah, we we got Hen- we were after Hayden in summer, and I think he went abroad, and we that's why we ended up we we um, Hendrick instead. Um, <laughs> but I think he didn't whatever wherever he went abroad, it didn't work out. So he's come back, and they just loaned him back out to QPR. So I think decent signing. He's obviously he's past his best, but I think for for three or four months in Championship, I think he'll do an all right job. Yeah. Um, Blackburn have made a few signings this window. We already mentioned Duncan Maguire. They've also signed um, 
centre back from Liverpool, who was probably going to replace uh, the lad who's gone to Palace. Yeah. Trying to find his name, Billy Cumieto. Don't know anything about him really. Uh, and also ex Sheffield United player John Fleck. Um, that was a last minute one out of the blue, wasn't it? Just, uh, just last uh, minute, yeah. It's like Chris Wilder's best mate, isn't he? So it's interesting. That one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Loves him, doesn't he? Flecky. <laughs> well, he's been, he, were, he were there. He were at United, uh, Sheffield United from League One days all yeah. the way up and then back down and then back up again. So he, he has not played a lot this season for him, to be fair. So it makes sense. I reckon he's probably said to probably said Gaffer, I could do with some going somewhere to play a bit. And he, he knows said, he's com- right, mate, coming towards the end of his career, especially at that sort of level. So it's a... I could, ima- I could I could imagine him even going either back to Scotland or even lower down after this after this season anyway. Yeah, uh, Norwich have loaned Adam Ida to Celtic. Uh, didn't I watched Wednesday play Norwich? And I don't think he played very well. I have no idea who that is. No, just back <laughs> forward. Uh, Mikey Johnson's gone from Celtic to West Brom. No idea who that is. No. Lino Souza from Villa to Plymouth. There's a lot of random names here, to be honest. I'll just see if I've got any more on the other side. No, that's it, I think. I've got everyone. Connor Roberts is the one. That, yeah, you said him, didn't you? From Burnley to Leeds on loan. The funny thing about it is that Leeds have now got half the Wales international team um, in their squads. So they put an announcement video out and they put uh, that song, Umaho Heed, on because half the team now is Welsh. So it's Daniel James, Amadou, um, Roberts... <laughs> I can't remember half the players they've got. And then you've got Kiefer Moore going to bloody Ipswich. So half, pretty much all Wales team is uh, in championship. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well. Said a lot about Wales. We don't, we don't know if they're at Euros yet, do they? I suppose they've got playoffs, haven't they? Yeah, I suppose the good thing for Wales is they're the getting games, I suppose. But Cardiff, he, uh, Cardiff, he leads it, it'll be interesting because they had a bit of a rivalry in half the team's Welsh now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. That's it on the uh, on the transfer window. Is there anything else I missed or anything you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, you touched on it at the start. I just think it is it, to do the, 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 just to put it into numbers. It was seven hundred and fifteen million less than last year's January transfer window spent. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think a lot of it's to do with clubs seeing the, you and uh, Forrest getting penalised and. Bit bit scared to probably go push push the line, I suppose, in terms of FFP, uh, profit and sustainability rules and all that sort of stuff. But I think a lot of it's to do with how much has also been spent over the last summer windows as well. Yeah. There was a lot spent last January and a lot spent. There was loads spent in in um, not by every team, but uh, on a whole, there's loads spent in the summer by Premier League teams. So I think that's had a big thing. And when Premier League teams don't spend. And there's not a lot of transfers going on. That then, if it just filters down, doesn't it? Yeah, EFL right. filters down every division. So Premier League. So if clubs, say if like Everton and Tottenham, I know Tottenham did get players in, but you as a probably best example, you don't sign anyone. That means you can't really let anyone really go. So then that means that that EFL club, Championship club, can't let anyone go because they can't get anyone from you. And then the, the League One, it's just this domino effect, isn't it? And I think that's why you've seen a quite a stagnated market. It yeah, I listened to an uh, Everton podcast this morning and they were talking about um, that exact thing, what you've just said, and Julia Bold, who works, for, I think, Radio Merseyside, Julia, you'll, you'll hear her on a lot of things at Everton and Liverpool, and she was basically saying exactly that, that Everton have not been able to sign anybody on loan because there's been literally nobody available on loan because none yeah. of the big clubs have signed anybody. So they don't want to let anybody go. I mean, the yeah. only one that's been available really was Jesse Lingard, and I think everyone's turned their nose up at him. Can't to... be bothered with him. He's gone to Korea or somewhere. <laughs> I, or something, I think. Don't know. 
I don't think anyone cares anymore. Do they? Just sick of him. But yeah, hundred yeah, percent. If if you can't get anyone from, say, for example, Manu, Manu were the same, aren't they? Manu and Newcastle in that position right now, where they have got the money, but they just can't spend it. Yeah. So if they can't sign anyone to get their squad better, then they're not going to let you have that squad player who's not in and around because they still need him now because in case they get injuries and suspensions. So you can't have that player because they can't sign anyone else. And that's just and then, then that means you can't give let's say Wednesday a player because now yeah. you need that player. And it's just how it works. And it's just been a big dominant all through the leagues. It has been hard and um unless you've got a bit of money to spend, which not a lot of clubs have at the minute, then it's not gonna happen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed, please like, share and follow. See you soon.